This is The Dichotomies of Life, Episode 1, Top 5 Things You Need to Know Now. Thank you for tuning into the Dichotomies of Life, Season 2, Episode 1, Top 5 Things You Need to Know Now. It has been a great week, and it has been a great day, and I'm about to tell you why it's been a great day. It's been a great day because we have made it to Season 2 of the Dichotomies of Life podcast, so thank you so much for all the love and support on the way. I have four subscribers, three monthly supporters, one of them is myself, and I'm doing good with this. I'm sticking to it. I'm feeling really well. Um, It's been getting a lot easier with the better equipment and the support of friends and family. So thank you for everyone who was a guest on season one and look forward to all the guests and excitement that we have for season two. It's also day nine of the On It Total Human and I am loving it so far. I'm feeling very refreshed when I wake up going to bed extremely easy and Things are just really, really working for me. Um, It's been a great week because they just finished the siding on the house. Um, They're making very great progress on that. Uh, I cannot wait to get into the new house and get out of the apartment life and leave it behind. And we're getting really good at basketball. (laughs) We are getting very, very good. We've been playing basketball almost every single day for the past two weeks, and we have been getting really good. And it's always a good thing when you can get out there, burn some calories and have some fun while you're doing it. And I feel great. I got a lot of podcasts lined up this weekend to get season two kicked off the right way. And now it's time to get into the podcast. Episode one of season two, top five things you need to know now. Josh Brennan, Tony Moss. Thank you once again for joining me for the podcast. Without a doubt. It's good to be back, man. I know. So we are sitting here in typical tradition with a bottle of wine, and we have the Stella Rosa Green Apple. Now, we tried the Red Apple last week, and it was okay. It was not what we expected just because we have the flavor profile of the blueberry. That sounds delicious as usual. And... The green apple hopefully does not disappoint. So let's see what we got. Sounds amazing. It smells amazing. I can smell it from here. I'm telling you right now. It does. It smells really good. Yeah. Oh, boy. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Here it is. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. It doesn't have a lot of green apple taste. It's, uh, I think it's better than the red apple, but it's still under the blueberry. Oh, yeah. You but know? I don't think anything's going to top the blueberry. No. I really don't. Man. That. That is exactly what I thought it would taste like. It, ta- it has a candy it apple taste to it. Without a doubt. Man. 
Jesus, let me get some more of that, please. Go for it. God dang. That's good shit right there. You and Josh can split the rest. So, like you said, I definitely agree. It is not better than the blueberry, but it is better than the red apple for sure. Yeah. God damn it. That's good stuff. The good thing about this wine is it's very low percentage. It's only yeah. 5% compared to most wines. So we're it's, not even be slurring our words. Yeah, exactly. It's We're just doing it for the taste. You know, we want to try a different bottle of wine each time. Um, we're almost done with the Stellas though, so we're gonna be moving yeah. up to the big boy shit here. I in think a we only have what one or two more left. Mm -hmm. I think so. The the French vanilla, yeah, French vanilla. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then something else. Uh, we did the, did the we, we did the tropical. We, we did the mango. Not, did we do the mango? We didn't do tropical one mango. Is oh, tropical mango is one. Yeah, yeah. pineapple. We didn't do. We pineapple. didn't do pineapple. We did not. So exactly. But French I don't like vanilla pineapple. pineapple. I don't think I'm gonna like it. I don't really like pineapple. I love pineapple, so pineapple's great. Don't know how it's gonna taste in a wine form, but I know I'm concerned about that. I think it's gonna be a lot better than the red apple. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna hop to it. If you remember episode six of season one, it was top ten things that you need to know now. We had to cut it short because we spent a lot of time on how to save money, which it's a huge topic for that reason. It's a good thing to save money. So we had to split it in half and it wound up getting pushed back the whole way to season two, but it's season two, episode one. So we're going to talk about the top five things that we feel you should know now that are going to help you be a more productive, healthier, and a just really a better you. So we're going to start with the number one thing that I believe, and I think we can all agree to this. That is going to help you become a better you. So number one is going to be passive learning. And that can be in the way of a podcast, an audio book, or watching something on YouTube. Because you're, I think with all of those, you're, you can do multiple things. You can be driving to work. You can be at work. You can be being entertained watching a video while also learning. So passive learning for me, when you think about it, when you leave school, when you're done with school, there's no one pushing the narrative for you. You don't have to wake up at any given time. You don't have any pressure on you really to do anything. Hey, I'm done with school. I can either get a job and push myself to be the best at that job. But again, it's pushing yourself there's, or your boss maybe. But there's really no one saying, hey, you got to do this or hey, you need to learn that. There's no more tests. There's no more. There's no more any of that. So you basically stop learning after you're done with school if you want to. And that's why I feel like it's so important to further your education. And it might not be learning math or something like that, but furthering your education can be anything from learning about other people right, are learning about other people's perspective. Exactly. We talk about it all the time, but when I first met you, like I had no idea what the fuck the difference was between a bodybuilder and a powerlifter. I thought that shit was the same thing, but they're not. They're completely, you know, two different things. And 
you know, because I remember calling you that and you just looked at me like you were going to punch me in the face. I'm like, what? I didn't even know it was disrespectful. And it might not be to someone because you don't have that a big ego. But for some people, that is, there is a huge difference. Right. Like, hey, don't fucking call me that. It's just like those guys in the army who don't want to be called Marines or, or vice versa, if you will. I, I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? I'm an outsider looking in. So the more you learn about other people, the better perspective you have. Josh, you're reading a book right now. Like, you know what I mean? You're you're learning things and you're hearing things that you you're hearing different terminology that you might not have heard before. So how is that coming along? It's going great, man. Um, I'm not a reader at all. Um, I read books, of course, in school because we had to. Exactly. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not my forte. But I, a book caught my eye when I was in Barnes and Noble with my girlfriend, and it's called Supermarket by Logic. Who's boom a rapper, but he came One out with the a, best. Yeah, he is very good. But um, very he came smart. out with this book, and then he also came out with a CD named the same thing, a uh, um compilation. Um, but it's like very different sounding music than what he usually has. It's yeah. not just rap. But regardless, uh, the book's very Shit. good. I just realized that's what he meant. Maybe supermarket, like you can get everything there, and that's probably why he has. Such a different perspective on the, you know what I mean? Probably, yeah. He's deep like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if that's why, but it sounded good at the moment. Sorry. But yeah, the um, the book like it, it correlates a lot to, you know, while I'm reading it, I just like we were talking about this. We were talking about this. <laughs> like in one one of the uh, things in particular that he talks about, his his first time visiting New York City, and oh, yeah. I just remember that we had that same conversation not too long ago. And that was like, man, it just reminded me of us, you know? And there's other su- subtle things in there as well. But just like reading and, you know, that's one that's going to, of course, help you with your vocabulary. Right. Um, you know, just broaden your the terms that you use. And, um, you know, just basically being able to see this story played out, you visualize everything on your own. There's no pictures, no images for you to put with the book, but... It's just, uh, it's a completely different experience, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I definitely recommend, I mean, a lot of people read, but again, that's not who I was, but it's a very good, very good experience, and I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to find other books and just keep going. Exactly. We just went into a place called Second and Charles, which is literally like a fucking library full of just video games, comic books, guitars, uh, vinyl records. It's dope. Yeah. It's dope. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I think places like that, like, I mean, God, I don't know how the fuck it's still around, especially through COVID, but I mean, some of that shit's in there is very expensive. It's in the very $400 expensive. range. Yeah, absolutely. We crazy. saw a book that was 150 bucks. What? Yeah. It's like a some kind of graphic novel um, for DC or something like that. But you know, to some people, that's, that could be a oh, book yeah. that they've been looking for for years. Absolutely. Exactly. It's probably an eBay gold mine. It reminds exactly. me of what my brother's got going on, that one man's trash. It's I another know. man's treasure mm-hmm. show. And I was telling you when we were in there, I was like, uh, like I personally, I think it's awesome that there's things in there that are that expensive because, I mean, it's probably going to be there for a while. So you can go back and, you know, maybe if you can't get it now, you can get it a little bit later. You know what I'm saying? Try to save up the money. Read a little bit here, read a little bit later. Exactly. Bam. That too, man. Absolutely. And they've just... got, yeah, they've got seats in there, exactly. places you can sit down. Yep. All kind of stuff. But I think that passive learning is just the way to go. You have got to want to better yourself and you've got to know how to. And sometimes when you hear about other people's perspectives, it lets you enjoy what you have 
you know what I mean? You you take those 20 minutes of just stress freedom that you have a lot more seriously. I know I do anyway. I talk about it all the time, but I listen to the Jocko podcast all the time and he talks about all types of things. He talks about great times. He talks about bad times. He talks about terrifying times. He talks about just flat out depressing times. And when you hear that on a consistent basis, it just makes you appreciate what you have. And I think that's one of the things that you really need to look at. Just protect what you're putting in because just watching something that give that makes you feel good all the time, that's cool. And I'm not saying don't cherish that, like, but it's almost like just zombie. You're just zombieing out to the good times. You you gotta you gotta see the bad times as well because it also helps you react to them and it helps you manage them. When you hear about horrific things that people got over, it helps you. It's not such a shell shock. Exactly, right. you're exactly right. It inoculates you to that type of stress, and I think that it's very necessary. So moving right along, talking about the second of the top five things that we believe that you need to know now, how to strengthen your own mind. Okay, so we all have things that we're doing that are strengthening our minds on different bases. Um, but one of the things that I think will help you strengthen your mind is fasting. So I have been intermittent fasting for about nine days now, ever since I started the On It Total Human Challenge. And I have to say, it is easier for me to tell my mind no to carbs, to sweets, to sodas, to laying back in bed, to not finishing my workouts that I have to finish every single day, to not drinking water, to not taking my vitamins, all of that. And I think it's a package deal. Saying no to your mind. And I think, and, and I've even said it myself, sometimes I try and make it mind versus body, but it's not. Your body does what your mind does. So it's the part of your mind that knows it needs to get after it versus the other part of your mind that doesn't want to get after it. So it's telling, it's your mind telling your mind no. So you got to strengthen the piece of your mind that is, that has, that's the planner, the planner versus the slacker. You have got to strengthen the planner. And so telling your mind no, setting goals, not only writing down your goals, but writing down when you're going to do your goals. I mean, I've been taking on a lot of podcasts over the last couple of weeks and it takes a lot of planning. I have to find these people. I have to text these people. I have to set dates in my phone. I have to set times in their phones. I have to write these episodes out. I have to link the, you set reminders to remind them so they can be here on time. I have to give them directions. It's a lot of things I have to do. So when I sit down and to do a podcast, it's not easy. There's a lot of steps I have to get into, but I have to first strengthen my mind to be able to tell my, the procrastinator side of my mind to shut the hell up, sit down and let me do my job. And so fasting is one of the things that has helped me along the way. And the main reason is because you have to eat every single day, right? Well, you have to eat, but you don't have to eat when your mind tells you to eat. You have to eat when you're hungry. And guess what? You still or eat what your mind tells you to eat. You know <laughs> that that, oof, that is very true. You eat you need to eat what you your body needs, not just what you want to eat. And that's something that we've really been, you know, myself included, we've really been focusing on. Just cutting out the junk food, exactly. Sweets, um, carbs, all that kind of stuff. Really focusing on really just vegetables and meat for the most part, um, where we can. And then, uh, you know, I feel better just oh, knowing yeah. that we're doing it. You know, what I'm saying know. it's a mental thing. It's a mental victory. Yeah. Um, physically, but, I feel amazing. Though. Yeah, physically, I'm the, on it. I'm sure is helping with that as well. Without I'm it, not I mean. on that regimen, but um, I might soon be. But 
Uh, I am taking the vitamins and stuff that you gave me, Tucker. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I feel like it's helping, but just, you know, Definitely. I just feel, I feel good about myself, know. you know, yeah. not eating just crap it, all the time. It's crazy because it, re- it really does help. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And it's like, it's hard to, st- it's, it's hard to stop that train from going because you're mentally like so fortified. This is the right. most mentally fortified I've ever been without a doubt, because it's yeah. always been a crutch that I've been leaning on. It's always been this or that chasing this, chasing that. And it's always been this fad, but this is the first time that I've been able to stand on my own and say, this is what the hell I'm doing and do it every single day. I've never been able to do that without somebody else or something else trying to be the carrot that leads me down the road. Right. But this is the first time I'm doing it. And I'm telling you, the intermittent fasting for me, I started out with a 24-hour fast that actually, because I'm that type of guy, went on to be about a 38, 39-hour fast. And I didn't need anything. And for the first 24 hours, I didn't even drink water. So this is straight up fast, okay? So within the first week, and I do not recommend this unless you have somebody watching you or you know what you're doing. I fast all the time, but now it's going to be a once a month thing. I'm going to do a 24-hour fast every single month. But what I'm trying to say is when I was fasting, there are so many times where you come across things and you're like, well, I'll just have that. And you say, nah, it's good. I'll wait. And What's happening is you're building up this backbone to tell that procrastinator side of your mind to sit down and let me get to work. And the longer you do that and the longer you hold out, the easier it is to say no. It's like you're building a tolerance. Right. 1,000%. You're building that mind muscle. 1,000%. That's what you're doing. I mean, for God's sakes, you go to the gym every fucking day and work out. Right. You're mentally fortified. Right. Like that, that's, that takes everything to be able to do that. I'm not the type of person to do that. You know, no. Tony works at a gym. He's a personal trainer, but he also works out at the gym every single day. There's plenty of personal trainers who just go to work. Exactly. And they're like, oh, I'm going to the gym. People see me in the gym, so that's my workout. Right, that's they it. That's actually... all you have to do. But no, yeah. you need to put in the work because, you know, the way I feel is if you don't look the part, who's going to want you? Exactly. If exactly. you don't look like yeah. you work out, who's going to be like, okay, so they obviously don't know what they're doing. Let me take the person who does know exactly. what they're doing who's ripped. Exactly. You've slimmed down a bunch since you started doing that full yeah. time, which I mean, is crazy. I've gotten a lot stronger too, just by exactly. working with people who do this all day. And you know, you, by looking at them, you're like, "Damn, I want to do I that. Know. I want to try that." And they can help you. Exactly. Lift. Josh and I aren't going to spot you when you're. I mean, when you get over 180 pounds. There's no spotting that we can personally. Right. Like there, there's one dude, and he's pushed me to squat 700 pounds. Like I've yes. never, because I've been like, "Fuck, I'm going to die." I know. <laughs> Yeah. But you don't. You can't tap your fullest potential. You can't. You know, unless you know. Okay, here's my like. I can do this now. Exactly. I know they're not gonna let me die. Yeah. So exactly. it, it's been great to just build that muscle of knowing. Okay, I can do this now because exactly. I feel a little safer versus before being like, okay, well, I won't go past that because I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And when you doubt yourself, you that also will psych you out and you will drop that exactly gym without without. A, I've gone in the gym some days where I've squatted 500 pounds, gone and doubted myself, and couldn't even make it past 300. And it's just, you feel really bad when you leave the gym or whatever you're doing, knowing you didn't give it 110%. Yeah, exactly. And you just feel drained for the rest of the day, and everything else is just going to be downhill from there. Without a doubt. But Tim Ferriss talks about triple layering your day, and I believe he has some more more terminology for it, but for me, I'll just say triple layering. So we talk about this a lot. We talk about having three things in your day to make sure you have a successful day, and that might be one thing at work, that might be one hobby and it might be one physical activity. So if your workday was shitty mm-hmm. and the physical activity wasn't good because maybe you weren't able to run a mile because it was raining, bust out that hobby 
and make that shit count. Bam. That way you still have a victory at the end of the day. And I think that that is one of the things that has also helped me because I've been doing better at work because I've been fasting. So every time I don't want to work as hard, I'm like, nah, fuck it, let's go. You know what I mean? And I believe that's a mixture of the Ana and me fasting because I'm strengthening my mind in every possible way. You know what I mean? Right. The nootropics are working. They're helping my cognitive, uh, the shroom tech is helping my ability to just get after it. That shit is, it's full of B12s and B6. Like it's, it's helping me. Like I haven't had an energy drink in over two weeks and I feel fucking great. I'm going to bed on time, waking up on time, no lag. So strengthening your mind is everything. And I believe that strengthening your mind really goes through, you're going to see these threads through the rest of these things. Now, when you talk about healthy, this is something that I believe we all can agree on. And it's number three, it's time to start drinking more water. It's time to stop drinking soda. Yeah. I remember when I made that decision about two and a half years ago to stop drinking soda. And honestly, I, with, with the exception of Canada Dry Ginger Ale, I can honestly say I do not remember the last time I had a canned soda, without a doubt. And I don't remember the last time I went to a restaurant and had a soda. But you got to get on the seltzer water. The sparkling water is the way to go, let alone the fact that it's fucking 90% of the water out now. Let's just talk about the benefits of it. You still have that satisfaction of the bubbly, which right, is one exactly. of the main reasons you drink a soda. And you don't realize it. Thank you. That yeah. carbonation. The addiction to popping the can. That's something else. I didn't realize it until I was like, I'm popping a can, but it's the water. And you're like, but it's not the water you're doing it for. You know what I mean? It's not the sugar you're craving. It's that crack and that sizzle. That's in there, but the benefits, you don't feel like crap afterwards at all. Mm -hmm. You literally feel great because you're, you're making a good decision, so you feel good about that. And then the taste is there. Now, you're not going to enjoy the taste the very first time you drink. No, no probably. probably all of us a while to <laughs> really get on the, the seltzer water train. Mm -hmm. But I think you, know, you try it that first time, you're going to hate it. You well, won't, nine definitely. times out of ten. But you come back to it and you just keep giving it a try until it just grows on you, you know? It does. I tell people all the time, if you want to try sparkling water, you need to buy a 12-pack, you need to put it in your refrigerator, and you need to drink that entire 12-pack. By the time you're done with that 12-pack of sparkling water, you will be able to get another thing of sparkling water and actually appreciate it. But in Absolutely. that time, you cannot drink any soda. You can drink a juice because they're different things, but you cannot have anything else to satisfy that tingle except for the sparkling water. If you do that and you honestly want to try sparkling water, that's the way to do it. You will enjoy it, and the benefits are there. Plus, all the flavors that they're coming out with nowadays are absolutely crazy. Some of the yeah. ones that I might recommend, and then I'll let you recommend a few and you as well. I like the Polar Black Cherry. Hands down, that's one of my favorite sparkling waters. Um, behind it is the Bubbly Raspberry. Okay, okay. And then the Black Cherry Coffee Aha. And then the La Croix Pample Mousse or Grapefruit. Those are some recommendations. Those are all good. I got to also add in the fourth, the La Croix Tangerine is one of the crispiest ones you're going to drink, without a doubt. What do you got, Josh? What are some of your favorite ones, man? Uh, the Polar Blueberry Lemonade, without that, a doubt. Yes. That one, Very uh, it's fairly new. Came out probably a couple months ago, and I was like, initially I was like, man, I, that's the one I got to try. So I love that one. That might be might be my favorite. Very good. Um, the raspberry and the blackberry bubbly, um, for sure. Those are t 
Very good. The blackberry is the one that set it off for me when I was like, okay, this I can do the sparkling water right. thing. Yeah. That that blackberry uh, bubbly is. I was like, okay, very good. Um, I think yeah. I mean, those are really the top three. I mean, I I haven't really come across many I don't like though. Uh, the watermelon True. Um, bubbly. Jesus, an atrocity. Don't really? Because that's that. in my that's in my top three. <laughs> Get out! That of one's here, in dude. my top three. That's ridiculous, <laughs> bro. <laughs> what do you got, Tony? So it's the watermelon bubbly. No, the hell it's yes, not. Yes, it is. Dude. And you're, actually and like you're number one. one. You're yes. number one. That's not my number one. My number one is the blueberry. Aha. The blueberry pomegranate. Yes. Uh, yes. Is it the blueberry? Oh yeah, blue palm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one. Right. And then it's the uh, the grape Waterloo. Grape Waterloo. Oh, I, oh, I haven't had, had that. that. I haven't yeah, had that. My number two. I did. I have it. I had it, but it was hot as shit. It has to be. It was cold. still. I still like the taste, it but has to be cold. yeah, you and gotta then, drink that Honestly, shit the bubbly watermelon is one God. of my favorites. I can't believe the that. the bubbly watermelon tastes like cucumber. Without, without a, a doubt, doubt, bro. Without. Are you like, talking about like the watermelon watermelon? No, you're talking about the bubbly watermelon. The, yes. Jesus. That's just not what you expect. It's like if it said cucumber on there, then okay, I might like it because I'm expecting cucumber. Yeah. But I don't know. I not... think when my when my fiance got it, I didn't read the package, so I just picked one up. And I was oh. like, oh shit, this is good. And then this I went and looked at the package. That makes sense. Because it was just a blind taste for me. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, can you grab me something out the that makes more sense. Okay. I can tell you right now, too, if you do want a little change up or you want a little transition, San Pellegrino. Yeah, I yes, was actually just thinking about that too. Makes the yeah. orange, the blood orange. Um, it is a sparkling water with a juice behind it or the limonado. What is it called? Limoncello. Lemons, yeah, limoncello. That they make really those, which is a lemonade with a sparkling water behind it. So a good transition would be those. The sugar, if I'm not mistaken, is all natural in it. So that's a good transition. Then you can go in between those. But stay away from Coke and Pepsi and all that shit. It's, but you don't need it. When you mentioned the San Pellegrino, I was actually thinking about that uh, that Italian um, thing, a sparkling that we got the from the... It. it was from... We got it from Ross. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, same exact thing as San Pellegrino. It is. It, it has a little more. bit of it has a little bit of juice in there. Right. Yeah. But it's it very juice. very good. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, that's definitely the way to go in a black can. Yeah. Uh, it's so very if good. You actually see it, pick it up, try it. Yeah. yeah. But just stay away from sodas. Do yourself a favor and stay away from sodas. You know what I mean? Just get away from all the cavities and the sugar and shit. Sugar mm-hmm. is the worst thing for you. And guess what? We're not all sitting here like we're just sugar-free. We all eat sugar, but yeah. we just are more conscious about it. And we're thinking how much are we putting in a day versus just the regular eating, 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 and not even thinking about it. So be more conscious of what you put in your body. Start drinking sparkling water today. So now on to number four, how to act in a stressful situation. This is going to require some storytelling because I want to paint a vivid picture for you so you can understand exactly what we're talking about. I don't want you to just, oh, this is how you act. All right, so here we go. I'm going to talk about a time where I was pretty pretty pissed off. Um, I know people talk about, oh, I saw red all the time, but this was one of those times where I, don't, I can't explain it. I saw red. Um, I was up for a promotion at a, at a, the retail establishment that I work for and I didn't get it. And this had been probably the 10th time I didn't get it. And I thought that this was the time, just like all the other times I knew for a fact that this was the time because there was no one else in front of me. I was ready and I didn't get it. And when I found out I didn't get it, I was at work 
and this is, here we go. I slammed down what I had, and I walked to the office, and I went to talk to my direct manager about why I didn't get it. And I went in there bullheaded, angry as hell, and I just went back and forth with him for quite some time until I kind of came down a little bit detached and I just mid-conversation walked out of the office because it wasn't going anywhere. Um, Needless to say, me and this manager did not get along, but at the same time, it's still in hindsight not what I should have done. So I'm telling you that because I want to tell you where I messed up. I messed up when I felt myself reaching that point. I should have done what I'm about to tell you to do, and that is detach yourself from the situation. Jocko Willing talks about it all the time, and it is true. If I had just taken a second to literally step back from the situation, I would have realized that going in there the way that I did, saying what I did, even if I was 100% right, did nothing more than set me back further on that list than actually helping my situation. As much as I didn't want to hear it at the time, the way I reacted proved the point that I wasn't ready for said promotion. So I'm telling you this now from experience. When you are pissed off, this is coming from a pissed off standpoint. Detach yourself. Think about the situation. Get angry. I'm not saying don't get angry. Walk outside though. Go call someone who is going to be able to calm you down, your significant other, your best friend. Call them, talk to them, Go into a cooler. Go get yourself a drink of water. Just take a second to detach. Do either one of you have any stories that you can talk about how to act in a stressful situation? I mean, I had a very similar, um, you know, I was in Atlanta and same situation. Went and uh, didn't get the promotion. Um, You know, went to talk to my direct manager and, you know, asked him, why and he gave me just one one reason and uh you know it was just it just didn't make any sense to me i just was like okay so that's all you got you know, <laughs> he didn't thing. explain it at all <laughs> exactly it's just he just gave me this bullshit reason and i'm just like okay and then i just uh walk out and i mean i was i wasn't gonna sit there and argue with him over it but for a couple of days i was extremely pissed and yeah you know, just down yeah. on myself, you know, at, you know, hating myself basically. But And I, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm just letting you all know, like, listen, some people don't express that outward. I yeah. am very opinionated. Some people can take it straight to their detriment and they can start drinking, they can start smoking. So if you don't address this shit on the front end, it will manifest itself in a different way. So like you were saying, you were probably, you were down probably doing some drinking, doing some... <laughs> yeah, know. absolutely. doing. I mean, I used to drink a lot, so... Um, yeah, I'm sure, you know, I was probably drinking for a couple of days, but then, you know, you just, in your mind, you know, you just realize that that's not, it's not the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could be in a lot worse situations, just like you were talking about with Jocko and the, the stories that he tells, you know, your situation could be a lot worse. So you always have to make sure that you relate that. You have to correlate it to something yes. else. You yes. know what I'm saying? 
That's why you can't be in yourself. That's exactly. why listening to passive learning is everything. Because when you have other shit to grab onto, it's not woe is me. It's like, oh, the world is a bigger place and there's other problems out there. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's exactly, you know, that was the, the way my mind went eventually. But yeah, of course, the first, you know, couple of days you're going to be, you're going to be pissed. I mean, and that's a, that's understandable, but you just got to break that mold and, you know, come back to reality yeah. uh, and realize that, you know, you're lucky to really be alive. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's the truth, man. A lot of There's people, plenty of people that didn't wake up today. Exactly. So back down to earth. <laughs> what do you got, Tony? I know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Trifecta. Exactly. So for me, it was similar situation, but it wasn't for a promotion. It was when I received my very first counseling statement with the retailer that I worked for. Because my manager asked me if I adjusted the schedule to move people from point A to point B. And when he asked me, I said no, because like I told him this two weeks ago. So like I'm just not thinking about it. I was like, no. And then my store manager, he asked me, he was like, hey, I noticed you moved things here, but you told him no. And I was like, oh, yeah, but like we talked about this like two weeks ago. He's like, well, you lied. So now we have to write you up. Mind you, this was like three weeks after that point. So I'm still confused as fuck. So I got the counseling statement and I'm sitting there and I'm pissed. Like they could tell I was pissed. My face was red as fuck. And he's trying to like talk to me. He's like, hey, like, you know, it's just not. And I looked at him and I said, stop talking. Do not talk to me. I took the pen and I signed it and I took it and I threw it at him. I swung the fucking door open and I walked Jesus the fuck out. Christ. God <laughs> damn. And it took me, it took me a couple of days to calm down because after that point he would still come up to me and try to talk and I'd be like, get away from me. Like, do not if we're going to be in this room together, Jesus. one of us is not walking out. So your best bet is to turn around and leave. <laughs> oh my God. And so like looking back on it, I should probably like I don't know, I, I it was bad on my part to throw the pin at the dude. <laughs> Without a doubt, bro. I mean, you could have thrown a chair, but yeah. Very true. It was in my hand, and I was pissed at the time, because I'm like, we talked about this. You knew this. Jesus. But we're spinning it to make it like I I did something wrong. Yeah. That's the political bullshit right there, man. Jesus Christ. I hate that shit. So that was that was a very... You know, every time I look back on it, I laugh, because it was funny. It was just funny. (laughs) It is, yeah. I wish I would have fucking seen that, man. That would have been fucking hilarious. And guys, we're not sitting here and telling you to be kumbaya. That's not what the fuck we're telling you. You're going to be fucking pissed. Everyone's going to be pissed. I'm fucking still pissed to this day about it. It's just the reaction part. Right. That's what we're trying to catch. We're trying to catch it before it gets worse because say you threw said pin and he chucked it back at you that'd have been the end of oh, it been over. oh yeah you know absolutely for real <laughs> so you just you don't want shit to escalate man we can we can talk about it all day but i mean the reality is if things do get to the point where harm is you know involved then there's all sorts of lawsuits and lawyers are going to need and shit like that and it's just not necessary so try and take a moment to control the situation exactly by detaching yourself away from it that brings us to the fifth and final thing that you need to know now, which is uh, obviously I'm in the process of buying a home. My wife and I are buying our first house. So this is more of a collage of things, but it's tips on owning your own home. So these are some, this is, you need to know all these, but we're going to obviously put it into one category, which is tips on owning your home. So the first thing that you need to know about owning your own home is you need to have a one credit. So the first step is going to be working your ass off, 
saving up money, paying off credit cards, paying on student loans and all the things of that nature. You want to make sure that your credit is A1 before you approach any type of lender, which brings me straight to step two, applying for a loan first so you can see how much home you can afford. A lot of people, including myself and my wife, make the mistake at looking at all these nice homes and then trying to get those homes. You're looking at a $550,000 house and you can only afford a $250,000 house. But you don't know that exactly. until... Right. Now your <laughs> heart's crushed. Exactly. exactly. And so exactly. you automatically think you're downsizing and now you're not as impressed with what you can get and yep. then you're sitting there with all your hopes and dreams crushed. So before you do anything, Thing. You need to fix your credit so that you can maximize the potential money that you can get. When you do that, then you need to go find a lender by going and looking online and looking at reviews and calling and asking questions and seeing how well their customer service is because you might think, oh, that was just one person who's mad. But guess what? That one person who's mad is in charge of your 30-year loan. And if they have bad customer service just talking to you, they're probably going to have bad customer service when it's your three and something's broken on your house and you need to figure out what's going on. So step one is going to be fixing your credit. Step two is going to be applying for the loan first to see how much home you can buy. Step three is going to be finding a great growing area because you always need to future proof your plans. So if you find a great growing area like we did, we bought a house that is in an area that is going to be blowing up over the next two to three years, which is right around the time that we are planning on selling our house so we can buy a bigger house. But we're going into this house knowing that we're not going to be living into it forever. So guess what? We decked out what we could, but we didn't deck out everything because that'll be somebody else's first home and we'll be moving on to our bigger and better home. So you need to look at the area you are investing in. You are not just investing in a house, you are investing in the area. And if you're in an area that is already on the uprise, your chances for growth are not going to be at, the, at their all-time high. You need to be looking for places that are revamping the malls, building new uh, shopping centers, those type of places you want to grow with the community because growth equals equity. And that is ultimately what you want. Future proof your investments. So step four is do your research on your builder. Um, I cannot tell you how close we were to moving into Ryan Homes. Now, look, I have never owned a home and I've never owned specifically a Ryan home, but I can tell you right now, my wife is all about the reviews and she looked at so many reviews on Ryan homes that it got to the point to where she was like, no, I'm talking about warranty issues, customer service issues, homes kind of falling apart in places they shouldn't be falling apart after five years. That is not what you want. Now, look, I do not know again, anything about Ryan. I'm just letting you know what the reviews say. Is okay. that just like a company? Or that is, is one that? of the biggest companies out there. So okay. like Ryan but, needs to get a new job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not working. <laughs> Either way, you know, that's that, I, I can't speak on that because I've never had a Ryan home. But again, something needs to give because if you have that many negative reviews, you do need to look into that. Not everybody's lying. So right. that's Absolutely. all I'm saying. Do your own research on the quality of builder that you have. And number five is going to be Staying employed. There are so many documents that you have to send over, over and over and over again to get approved through whoever you're getting your loan from that 
You cannot switch jobs in between this process. You can't make less money in between this process. You cannot lose a job. You can't lose your license because if you lose your license, they'll look at that and they'll say, oh, well, you're not able to get to work and all these things could happen. So make sure you have all your ducks in a row and keep all your ducks in a row until you close on that house. You cannot make any sudden changes because as soon as you change that, you're going to have to send them a bunch of new information. And it's going to so, have to restart the whole process. Exactly. It'll restart the, the whole process. So... um work on your credit, save your money, apply for the loan so you can see how much home you can buy, find a great growing area, do your research on the builders, and make sure you stay consistent throughout the whole process. Those are the tips that I have for you on buying a home just as someone who's going through it right now. So that brings us to the word of the day. And the word of the day today is perceptiveness. Okay, and perceptiveness is spelled P-E-R-C-E-P-T-I-V-E-N-E-S-S. And that's the ability to appreciate something of good quality. Exactly. So all these things, you have to have some perceptiveness because you have to appreciate what we're saying here. We're all, you know, in our 20s, some late 20s, some early 20s, but we all are on the same page with this. You have got to start passive learning, whether that's audiobooks, whether that's YouTube, whether that's podcast, some other way of getting yourself out of your daily grind. Look into seltzer water. Get off of the sodas. Stop going to the freaking dentist and having so many goddamn cavities. Strengthen your mind. Know how to act in a stressful situation. And if you're planning on buying a house, which you should be because land is where it's at, stop renting and own some property. Look at those tips. Tony, Josh, thank you one more time for coming on the podcast, man. I do appreciate it. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Guys, if you want to follow Tony and Josh, click the links in the description of this podcast. If you want to follow me, follow me on all the socials at Tucker10 underscores or click the links under that and follow me on all of my socials. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as 99 cents a month. It will go to furthering more information distributed out to you on a weekly basis. Subscribe to this podcast as well so you can get alerts on every single time I drop a new one. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Have a great day and have a great week.